do now or die later. It's like, but sometimes if you do something now, you're just going to die now. So it's all like, oh, if you don't do it now, you're going to die of some like deep, dark depression later on. It's only going to hurt you not to do something, right? It's that whole, you only live once mentality. Um, I prefer the You Only Live Twice by Drake, Rick Ross, and Lil Wayne. Um, <laughs> uh, you sound like a bitch. You fancy, huh? Um, <laughs> uh, I think I actually talked about that in a recent episode. I don't know. But, yeah. Do now or die later. It's like, so what if I die now but do later? Because if you're believing the afterlife or... Being like, you know, a friendly Casper type of ghost in an afterlife. Like, you know, there are theories that the way you die, there's some unjustly way of how you'll be allowed to roam in the skies or how your spirit will be allowed to. Like, if your life was unjustly taken from you, right? Like, you know, Amityville Horror, you know, when you're the whole family and the guy just like, you know, your dad just shoots up your whole place, you know? <laughs> Which is weird how in the first one, where they show, or not the first, but when they show the flashback of why the house is haunted, the whole family dies. But then, like, the second family moves in, they all just escape on a boat, right? Well, in the newer version, they escape on the boat. In the old version, I think they just escaped in a van or some shit. <clears throat> but, I don't know, it's one of those things, it's like, it's weird. Would you rather be haunted... With a spirit was just in a house, but it's so much more intense. Where like you can't even leave the house. You're like trapped. You're trapped, bitch. Um, that would be scary, right? Or I don't know, because I used to watch one of those like you know, Discovery Channel. You know, mom used to watch this stuff about ghost adventures and like the haunting and XYZ. And it would be like reenacted stuff, hour long shows. They made a shitload of those shows. About, you know, this haunting in Mesa, Arizona, you know. It's like, oh, this girl, she was in her room chatting. And then next thing you know, on the sky cam, she was just, you know, she offed herself on, you know, Twitch. Um, <laughs> I guess she didn't have a great Twitch reflex. Oh, Jesus, that's not good to joke about. Um, <laughs> you can't make jokes about people hurting themselves. It's like, why? You know? We make jokes of with people with disabilities. We make jokes with people with small genitalia. Why can't we make fun of people who make a choice to... Well, I guess in this way it wasn't a choice. It's like the old quote they used to always tell, tell in school. Like life, the choice is yours. And the older you get, you realize, is it really? You know? Um... <laughs> You're in control of choices, but the big choice is made for you. But you get to pretend you have control of your life with these little choices you make through the day, right? Damn, look at Clint dropping wisdom. Um, no, but, you know, you do have control of your life, you know. But how much control, you know? Are you Big Sean on the verse? Or are you Kendrick? You know, you choose. Um, <laughs> are you going to be a Big Sean in this world or a Kendrick? That's a weird, wild story to try to tell your kid. Um, I'm coming after all y'all, Drake, Cole, Nas, PNB, um, 
rest in peace section. But yeah, just start listening, everyone. That's your comp, as the kids say. It's weird we use the term comp my meal, but it's like, why would you want the competition to be your meal? I know it means compensate. All right, Jesus. But we are obsessed with like people compensating us. Like when we feel like we've been wrong to this makeup culture. And I do think like restaurants and stuff like that is a symptom to people that feel like they've always been fucked over in their personal relationships and stuff. So this is a place where they actually have to be heard. Where these restaurants know what they're doing. They know no one cares about anything that happens to you in your real life. So if you come here, we'll make you feel like you're the most important thing in this world. That's when you get these over-the-top people like, oh, you forgot, you know, these fries were a little unsalted in my kid's meal. I want this whole $40 meal free. And for some reason, it's just like, all right. Um, <laughs> that's a, you know, that's a real way, you know, people talk about flipping houses, you know, this whole like oh like the whole flipping house is like you're gonna spend two hundred thousand to put a hundred thousand into it to make five hundred thousand. I understand it's a cycle of making profit. There's just a lot of moving around money. I I think I don't think that should be like a real business because I don't think it's really meant for great intent. It's literally just meant for money purposes, same as stock market and stuff like that. So there's really no more morally right than the stock market or anything like that where you're just moving money around and trading and stuff. Except it's like, oh, you know, new house, new life for these people that can afford. Great. You did all this flipping housing just for someone to buy this house that they can't afford just so they can be in debt. Then they file bankruptcy. Then you have to take back the house or the bank takes back the house and creates this vicious cycle with this house. Never getting the fuck paid off, you know. And by the time it does, it's got to be reinvented, re, 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 renovated. I was about to say reinvented. It has to be renovated again. And guess what? Everything's just a negative. All these houses are just net negatives, losses. That's why most of the chimneys are shaped like an L. When you think about it. That's why it's kind of like a big triangle, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, welcome to the actual episode 255. I realized the last one, I decided to make it a clip. So this is actual episode 255 of the Offbeat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, most important ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to suck some titties. Uh, and you know what's the best way to suck some titties? Have you guys ever had Magic Mind? Um, it's this fantastic product. Um, yes. This is this does sound like what you think it is. I have my first official sponsor of this episode. A paying sponsor. One that's going to put money in my fucking bank account. You know, It's always good to get extra money out here. Especially when... Your gambling doesn't work, but you know what? Maybe with Magic Mind, my gambling's gonna hit an all-time high. And even if it hits an all-time low, at least I'll feel good doing it. You know, you know, there's a lot of these great bundles. Um, look, I've just consumed. I actually went out and got a product for the first time. Um, they're about to send me more shipments. I will actually try it myself. 
it's actually very good, you know. Uh, you can get it at vitamin shops. You can get it. You can order it off Amazon. There's plenty of places. But I just want to give a shout out to Magic Mind for sponsoring today's episode. Um, and, you know. Bitch, but I have my money. Don't act like you forgot. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, consume Magic Mind. It's actually been... You know, like, they reached out to me, and I was like, oh, a sponsor reaching out. What a brand new tactic. I actually looked them up. There's been actually, before I even respond to the email, I looked up the company. And there's actual, you know, podcasters, like Joe Rogan has actually had it on his show. Not as a sponsor, but tried it, enjoyed it. Um, that was great. There's been a lot. They have a lot. They have four and a half star reviews out of five. Out of 1,800 reviews. Actually, 18,000. 18,000. It just goes to show how much I don't uh, pay attention to the details. But all you need to know is the shit tastes good, right? Um, I would show you the bottle, but I actually drank it before the show. And it's I'm literally staring at the bottle in my trash bag. But make sure you recycle these things if you can. Magic Mind. It's a great product. It's a nootropic. And, you know, guys, I've been drinking the energy drink shows, energy drinks on this show. And, you know, maybe that's why they reach out. They saw like, hey, you're drinking this bad stuff for your body. Here's some natural energy. So, I was like, I drank it before because, you know, I don't want to be drinking during it. I have water and stuff. And I feel fucking great. And it's not carbonated. It's got a decent taste to it, you know. It does the job. It's a nice quick shot. It's actually fairly affordable. Um, some I worry about these products, to be honest, is how sometimes it's just way. It's like I'm paying ninety nine bucks for twenty shots when it's actually they got very good deals, like thirty pack for fifty nine ninety five, like pretty good deals, you know, for these things. So please go out, look up Magic Mind. Uh, I'll have the details in the description. I'll have a link, you know, so you could buy them. And put money in my account too, you know, help the boy out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, magic mind. Go try it out. All right. All right. Back to the podcast. Well, that is part of the podcast. You know, I actually wanted to give it actually is a real spawn. You know, it's a sponsor ish, you know, it's a mid roll. Um, so, but yeah. Episode 255 the Offbeat Podcast. I'm sorry, I'm just so excited. I actually have a sponsor that actually is going to, you know, pay me and shit, you know. Been going at this for a long time, you know. It's nice to know your efforts are being noticed. <laughs> but yeah, uh, recording this at 2.17 p.m. Eastern on January 18th. Jesus, I just paid a shitload on credit cards. God damn it. Ah. Yeah, you know, that you know that's the thing when you pay bills, dates only make. All of us like, ah, oh, shit, it's about the time I pay this. Like, ah, oh, fuck, today I have to pay three. Ah, oh, today I have to pay. And I'm not look. I don't really have credit cards. It's just some stuff I have to finance just for convenience. Could I have paid it then? Sure. I just hate paying a certain amount. It's like you know what? Might as well build credit up some ways because it's like, oh, well, if you don't actually, you know, credit is a lot about you know the consistency age report. How much credit cards have been outdated since the last time you used them? It's like, 
Why the fuck do we need these $4,000 credit lines for freaking Synchrony Bank? Why, what the fuck does someone need $4,000 on their credit line for? Honestly, what are you motherfuckers spending $4,000 a month on? Most of y'all, you don't even make $4,000 a month. What the fuck do you need $4,000 of credit on? Jesus. It's supposed to be emergencies. This is why people are fucking broke. Um, um, <laughs> uh, broke ass bitches. What do you need $4,000 for? Um, it's crazy, man. But yeah. Uh, recording this 2.18 p.m. Eastern, January 18th. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, comment, subscribe. Hit the notification most important, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to suck some titties. And by the way, you know what? I've actually gotten some recent emails that there's actually people participating in my Spotify Q&A. Appreciate the support. I just want to let you know, I can't read it. Because as income, as you may describe how dysfunctional, how all over the place I am, I, um... I always have issues with passwords and emails and accounts attached to things. So I legitimately have two Spotify accounts, right? I made one a long, long time ago. And I forgot how to log into or some shit. So I created another one, not knowing I didn't cancel the previous one. Um... (laughs) And the issue is, is my current one is technically off an old email that I don't use anymore. That I don't even know the password. I don't know nothing to it. And then the old account, the one I have no access to, the one I would actually be able to access your guys Q&A with is under the old email, is under my new email or my real email that I use and I, since I don't know the passwords and shit, I can't see y'all's Q&A, even though I see the email notification. This just goes, just goes to show how great of a smooth operation I run for this bitch. Um, <laughs> well, we can all relate. We have multiple accounts. Like, we have accounts that we pay for shit. We're like, oh. Like, I've literally been paying for two Spotify accounts, and I just realized a month ago. And I don't even know how to cancel it. Like, if I go, if I were to call up, the Spotify company and be like, hey, I have this account under this email. Can you guys can't they probably ah, we need more verification? But like, I don't have much more verification. This is the email is attached to. Delete the bitch. Alright. Um but yeah, we all have those accounts. Like these online accounts that or memberships of some sort that we have paid for and we're just used to paying for it and it's like in the back of your head, you they know you know they exist, but you're just like eh, the hassle to go through. Like you know, us guys, we just we just don't want to go through any hassle for unnecessary shit. It's like I will pay the extra nine bucks a month just to not deal with shit. That's how like that's the logic way of how us guys think. Well, I shouldn't say just guys, but. It's like you got the over-paranoid guy that is just like every single dollar they're watching every single... And then you got guys just like, you know what? I know I could... I'm not in a position to just be like, fuck any amount of money. But just to not go through the 40-minute hassle of waiting on a phone 
to delete some account to save 10 bucks a month. It's like, I, you're honest, like, eh, I read not. <laughs> like, you know, you can't put a price on happiness, you know. But yeah, um, bad days equals damn girl. You got something back there that jiggles so much. My eyes waking up. And let's just say I'll ride the wave. Um, <laughs> title. Um, <laughs> you know, there's actually rumors out there that Jay-Z, see how it all connects, that Jay-Z, well, apparently Solange, well, you know, I don't even know this is true because I actually haven't heard Solange say it. But, you know, you know these gossip websites, these gossip sites on YouTube. These like Christy and they put a T-A, you know, it's like she got the T. Trinity is actually pretty clever. I'm not going to lie. It's just these complete filth gossip websites that get suckers like me sometimes. I don't know how it pops up in my algorithm. Um, <laughs> and uh, apparently Jay-Z has been controlling Beyonce in terms of drugging her out to the point where she can't make decisions for herself which honestly sounds pretty wild to say drugging drugging her out you know i'm not even gonna assume what potentially could happen when you drug someone out but drugging someone out to the point where they're not even like consciously in the state of mind to do so she's just like torn being a mom while drugged out of her mind and um you know If having the life of Beyonce means being drugged out, I think a lot of people would trade for it. I mean, a, a, a lot of bitches just trying to look like Beyonce anyways, you know. Um, <laughs> you see, she's very influential. Now, I mean, you get drugged out when you get your BBLs, don't you? You know. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, drug is a love language. And, uh, uh yeah. It's a very, very good love language. Um, I don't know why I, I blanked on Beyonce songs. You know, one of the most popular artists of our past 15 to 20 years. One of the highest selling tours ever. Literally has something called a Beehive. And I can't fucking think of a name of a song. Damn. But, you know, girls love Beyonce. Um... <laughs> They love to fuck with your conscience. I miss that Drake. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do write and kill everything. Sorry. I know. I'm a Drake ripoff. And you can rip off them clothes. Because you know my nose wants to go down your navel hole. Um, <laughs> I think about that one song by Bobby Valentine. Slow down. Right above your navel, tattoo, right above your navel, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, yeah, so what's going on out there, what's going on kiddos, nothing the kiddo in this biddo, I keep it 100, and Andrew Schultz is going off the wagon wheel, um, <laughs> you know, I will say, you know, I, Andrew Schultz, like, when flagrant, podcast first started 
it was like this great like well one what people don't know is flagrant used to be quote unquote technically supposed to be a sports comedy type of podcast him i cautioned this other guy way before him then, you know, he basically kind of left the show, so I said kind of got rid of him. Just went to him and Akash. And he used to just do it in, like, some radio studio. Like, back when podcasting used to actually just kind of be what actually gravitated people to podcast was just, like, people in the studio talking shit. And now it's, like, become this whole, like, production theme. And, look, I mean, they're still entertaining, most of these people, but... It's like the whole vibe of it changed, you know. And podcast has become more of a TV show. Look, when you're making a shitload of money, hey, so be it, right? <clears throat> um, but he's, you know, honestly, I do think Andrew Schultz is on some like crazy Adderall or Coke or some shit. Like, there's no way, like, someone. You know, they always talk about how crazy their schedules are, how tired they are, and all that stuff, right? And, look, we know he's a busy guy. All of them are busy, you know. To be doing these couple episodes a week, three, four-hour podcasts, the setup time, all that stuff. Like, that's such a time commitment that there's no way this dude isn't doing everything he's doing and he's not on something, you know. Some people would. Some people naturally are very energetic and like but there is a limit and you can tell when someone's that exuberant amount of energy and maybe maybe he's just one of those he has that on and off switch he knows when it's showtime he's got to be the show this great entertainer and all that stuff and that's great but it seems a little bit more wild than usual and there's a lot of channels that are kind of pointing this out like he's gotten out of control like the laughter the just kind of his overall exemplary energy about shit. Which is weird to complain about someone being high energy. For something that's supposed to be entertainment that you typically tune into because of potential entertainment, right? But it also is kind of getting to a... Hmm, is this really like a... This is really like what people actually subscribe to the show for right has he kind of bought into his has he kind of bitten his old pot of gold a little bit too much you know and i think it's a great example what happens when someone gets too famous right and you know here's the thing right it's one of those like in he's probably like Insanely famous in New York. People know him around the world type of thing. But it's not like this like Leonardo DiCaprio fame where like everyone's going to like just drop their shit. Like he's like a normal but like he's so internet famous. He's so famous from being associated with certain bigger podcasters and stuff that you know it's uh you kind of you kind of feel it. And I think when people used to listen to Andrew Schultz, right, at least from people I would assume would be fans of his like that is he uh he has that New York brass energy, you know. And there was like a realness, like one of one attachment to someone like he would walk in someone's street, walk in, 
and they would have like the same New York type of conversation. Like you would feel that. And it kind of feels like now he's kind of a, I don't know how to put it. I would say now it's kind of like he would talk to someone on the street, but it would be very calculated mood and like, it doesn't really feel like he, he would be talking to like one of the people, if that makes sense, you know? Uh, it feels like he's definitely like more about how popular he is more than actually like, you know, being what he set out to do for the show. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's weird to say that someone set out to do something they put out in public for it not to become famous or something. But, you know, I don't know. You get the whole like, it seems like he's trying to be like this crazy TV show movie entertainer that's kind of outlandish. And it kind of comes off as phony. And I think that's kind of where people are getting at. It's a lot of this stuff starting to sound it's starting to feel kind of forced phony. It's like he's gotta meet a laugh quota, a certain volume of insanity. And you know, that's why it's successful. Because they know stuff that most people don't know what the internet's all about. Um And that also is weird, is that, now there's the Be the Andrew Schultz bio, but I remember, because he does a podcast with Charlemagne, the Brilliant Idiots, and I haven't listened to it in a while, but it's kind of interesting how, before the thing was, back when, you know, they were just doing the podcast in the rented studio space, probably just like where they do the Breakfast Club and studio space and after Charmaine did show like hey yeah we'll just record an episode here right and everyone always felt like Andrew needed Charlemagne and that at a point in time it probably was that was kind of like Joe Budden's thing with Andrew's like he uses you know Charlemagne he uses other people to game which I don't think that like Andrew contributes to the show he's literally you know, even then, he was a 50-50 reason why people watch the show. And now, I would say, on popularity-wise, I think more people... I think he's much more divisive than Charlemagne. Like, you know, Charlemagne has kind of turned into the Howard Stern of radio. Like, I don't really watch many Breakfast Club. But, like, the Charlemagne of, like, the early 2000s, even mid... Or, early 2010s, men like, 2015, 2018 range... Like, Charlamagne would legitimately, like, just say the most out-of-bounds shit in front of people in interviews. And I felt like now, because he's got so many other deals with his own network and all books and stuff like that. Since, quote-unquote, they say he's got more to lose. He's much more reserved with the crazy, just saying the wildest shit, right? He'll still say some shit on the podcast, but, like, on the radio show. It's not, like, the same. You know what I mean? And uh, it feels like now Andrew is actually more of the draw, you know. He's Uno. Um, <laughs> he's Uno. Charlemagne's dose. And I don't even know what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> and Taylor is third, fourth, fifth, seventh, eighth. Because goddamn, she can be kind of annoying. Um, if you know, you know, uh, 
But Andrew has become the draw. Andrew has become the podcast draw, if that makes sense. And so, but it's weird because before it would be like he was put on wish every time Charlemagne went on, like he would join the show. And it was about putting Andrew on. And now that Andrew's like kind of broke out, singular, his own show is bigger than Brilliant Idiots, like by far. And it seems like based off the tactics, and not tactics, but the plan, internet plan, that flagrants have their YouTube with the way they title videos, the algorithm, and all that stuff. Brilliant Idiots is starting to kind of do a similar thing. It's almost like they're trying to copy what he did to give an input. And so, damn, like, I guess the whole point of all that is Andrew's fucking done it, you know? It's weird watching someone go from, I remember the first time I ever saw him was Guy Code. That used to be a show on MTV. And they had this girl code bullshit. But no one cared about girl code. Let's just be honest. It's always guy code. And there was like two or three people off that show. The Dan Soder. And yeah, I know. Look at my knowledge of this shit. I think Pete Davidson maybe was on that show too. Uh, Yeah, like the Pete Davidsons. Andrew Schultz. I think Donnell Rollins was on the show. Oh, well, also freaking uh, living my best life. That guy. Um, I forgot his name. I was talking about him. And Dan Soder. Like these, you know, pretty. Now they're pretty well known. But at the time, they were just like people on the rise or like kind of getting notoriety to be on that TV show. And to see it go from that to this. Yeah, this is going to show that no one gives a fuck about TV. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I guess saying all that, uh, Andrew went from having to be put on, trying to, like, not trying to be like, but people like, hey, this guy, and then, like, all right, everyone likes him, and then now, he went from being very, like, kind of obnoxious, but still likable, to now, it seems like it's pretty annoying to a lot of people, even his fans, where it's like, bro, like, it's this getting a little like over the top. Like it doesn't even like there's entertainment and then there's like this is just kind of annoying. Kind of like listening to me right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So. Oh yeah. Oh my god. My, my legs are gone. No country for old men, but if you want to smack open my motel room and smack me in the face with a double barrel shotgun, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. It is, you know, it is disgusting how some of these hotel rooms can be, though. And I'll admit, I'm be honest, like, I used to be someone like, I don't care about the motel room, hotel room. I don't care. Just give me the cheapest room. I'll be fine. But you know what? I felt like that was at a time where even the lowest tier $50, $60 night motel rooms were like, there's at least just like a basic standard level of cleanliness, right? And now, like after watching videos of someone staying at like the worst one-star hotel motel rooms, it's like, bro, like you open the fridge, it 
there'll be a leftover container from the previous person. The cockroaches all over the place. Mold here. Which, I mean, honestly, even if you pay for an apartment, there'll be fucking mold anyways. So, you know. Um, <laughs> but that's the weird part. It's like, if you do the math about staying at these motels or the express lodges, when you do the rent overall... It's actually more expensive than renting a pretty cheaper apartment, believe it or not. It's just, I guess, flexibility. And sometimes people live there because they can't qualify for an apartment. But it's like, I have money, but I don't have, you know, all this bullshit. And honestly, like, I think I got to upgrade my hotel standards, right? I do. I generally do. Like, I don't stay at hotels. I don't really travel. But I'm saying, like... Next time I stay at a hotel, I'm not just getting the cheapest one. Because it is trifling out here. You know, you gotta you gotta have a standard. I don't know what that means. for. I would say you gotta at least be willing to spend like 119 Or, I don't know, maybe 109 a night. If it's just like, shit, we're traveling. We gotta stop somewhere. Fuck, I'm tired as fuck. You gotta have some type of standard, right? <clears throat> But it's weird, like, how we're, we're literally paying, like, let's say you check in at 12 at night on a crazy, and, like, you have to leave at 8 in the morning. You literally get a hotel room for 8 hours, cause, or maybe 9 hours, like, oh, checkout's at 9 or 11. It's like, you're literally paying, like, 11, 12 bucks an hour just to sleep in a fucking bed. Like, think about how insane that is, right? Like, let's say you make, I don't know, $23.50 an hour. You're basically spending half of your, half of what you make an hour, half of it's just going to sleep in somewhere. Think about it. That just shows how fucked up our economics is. Like, that should not equate to that. Maybe the cost of living is the same. Maybe $23.50 is not really a whole lot nowadays. It is when you take the job, you think, oh, it's great. And then 401k. Medical insurance, you know. It's all these deductions that put you right back down there with, you know, the same position you were before when you do the math. It's all a scam. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, nasty-ass hotels. It's pretty uh, disgusting. So, anyways, um, <laughs> oh baby, rub my feet. Let me smack a dab a do till you taste defeat, and I don't mean my toes, unless you want to prey on me like um, the Dalai Lama that supports it all now. I think it's actually the Vatican that uh, the Catholic Church, which is weird how. I think Shia LaBeouf, of all people, has now converted or has officially been ordained to be a Catholic priest. When I feel like years ago, this man was actually highly against that and how there's exploitation in Hollywood, you know, taking advantage of young men and women, specifically young men, being preyed upon, and then he becomes a... Catholic Church, priest, Vatican thingy. So yeah, 
just goes to show that religion is a powerful tool. Um, <laughs> being drawn into some, being blindly supportive of things can typically be a powerful tool. Um, that's why it's okay to question shit. And, you know, this isn't even about religion specifically, I guess, but it definitely parlayed to some thoughts. It's crazy what blind belief, that's why they always just blindly believe, you know, you just got to trust me, you know, that whole thing. Anytime someone says, you just got to trust me, no one that you, that you should trust will ever tell you, you just got to trust me. They will just do X, Y, and Z, and you will either trust or don't, like, you know, um, you know, I don't know. It is a weird conversation, right? Because what do you... They, they always say one of the biggest... They've done studies that the biggest ways to determine divorce are the, the, to determine if something's going to last or failure of something with two people is, you know, typically your values are what you align on. Money is a big thing. It's not about always how much money you make or how much you don't. It's more about how you guys view money. Like, expensive lifestyle or, you know, are you comfortable? Is one person comfortable taking on debt, the other not? Like, what is your goals of what your life looks like together? Like, that stuff. But where you want to live can be a big thing. How many kids is obviously a big thing. But the religion part having the same faith it doesn't matter if you both are atheist agnostic christian judaism whatever the other ones are um <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> my mind's in a magic place <laughs> oh her mind's in a magic place all right uh i got a magic mind when i'm behind the eight ball here. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, but she gives a magic mind when she's on that magic mind. All right, Clint. Um, <laughs> what is it called? Neurotropics? Neurotropic? Neurotopic? Oh, <laughs> those neuros are topping it off. All right. All right, Clint. Um, <laughs> sorry. But yeah, faith. Speaking of, that's a weird transition. Yeah, but faith. It's a. Uh, it's you know, obviously never married or but been with girls in the past who were very strong in their faith, you know. Um, me like they were like ingrained in it, and I saw a lot of benefits of that. And but I also knew that if we were to ever one day live together or be married, that me not being religious would be a big issue. It was one of those things we never touched on because the thing is like when you have so many other issues with people, <laughs> do we have so many other issues? You never get across the actual real ones that matter. Like, hey, when our kid, you know, when people, you know, when our kid uh, prays, what is he praying for? And I would just be like, hopefully if some good poom poom. Um, and you're like, you mean the wrath of Jesus? And you're like, yeah, that too, I guess. Um, it's weird thinking your seven-year-old son being like, hey, daddy, um, Savannah, 
she had this Barbie doll, and then when I was clanking my Tonka truck on that butthole, and um, <laughs> uh, the things kids do on the playground. Hopefully, it's just kids on the playground. Um, but that's why these playgrounds always have the slides, caution crossed off, you know, danger purposes. It's all right, but <laughs> but no, you know, it's one of those things where um. You never, if you never get across, because, you know, honestly, my thing is, like, for those deep, real things, it's like, is that really something to talk about on the very first date? It's not something you should really talk about out of the gate, but you can't wait too long to talk about it. You don't want to wait till it's too late, because, like, the thing is, is, like, the fate stuff and all that stuff, it doesn't matter if you two don't like each other anyways. And sometimes when you mask with the fact like we have similar values. That's great. There's 50 million people with that same belief system. But how many of them do you connect with and enjoy being your time around? Not many. So I think there should be a, th- like, I don't know. I, I'm literally coming up with it. There should be a three-step process, right? Number one. You gotta just genuinely get to know each other. See if you like each other. The simple steps. Get to know, like each other. Alright. Step two. Um, you know. See if you guys are compatible intimately. That is a big thing, right? See if you like each other. See if you're compatible intimately. Then ask God for forgiveness, right? No. Then you figure out the faith stuff. Then you figure out... What you want in life. Because you know what? If you just skip to. Are you a Jesus lover? You know. Are you going to put stickers on the back of your car like I do? It's like whoa hey. It's like one. You're already just automatically lowering your standards. Believe it or not. Because you're already just accepting the fact that hey. Because I know people don't want to say this. But once something's ingrained in your head. For better or worse. You're always going to rationalize, be like, oh, well, but yeah, but we, you know, we, we have similar values. It's like, yeah, um, but he don't, he don't value the vulva like I do, girl. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, I don't believe in it. Um, (laughs) oh, give me that whispering eye after I rip up your opening inner thigh. (laughs) Oh, it'll be a relief. Sigh included. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm fucking around. But, you know. And then we just skip to the... We just skip to the heart. Like, it's like, hey, what's your name? Oh, that's great. Do you believe in Jesus? And you're like, hey, did you knock on my door? Or did we come to Ruby Tuesday? Um, <laughs> you sound like so. Do you believe in Jesus? Um, it's like, I don't know. It's like... It doesn't, honestly, I don't, it doesn't matter if I believe in Jesus, if I don't believe in what Jesus has made in you. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. That's actually pretty good. Um, but, you know, that's the thing, right? And it's like, you know what, let's say you're a believer and that stuff, right? And let's say, like, I'm not. Well, if I put a baby in you, right? Obviously. God, you know, they say life, you know, human life is God's greatest gift to earth. It's the most beautiful part of life. So if God's like, hey, I let this guy, 
yes, I'm pointing at myself. I let this guy be a specimen on this earth. I said, you ladies have permission to have a baby with this guy, right? Then, that is your indication that he approves of me. And we're and whatever baby we make is going to be the greatest gift of life. So, what does me believing in that have anything to do with that? Does me just being like, ah, I don't know. I mean, you could teach him whatever you want. But if you ask me my personal opinion, I'll be like, eh, it's probably a waste of time most of the time. Your life experience is going to dictate a lot of what you feel and think anyways. And I want my son or daughter to be a, you know, a real thinker of life. Not just be told something and they never actually see things for what they are. And sometimes my belief is a lot of these things, they could blind you from seeing things more of what they are. Because you have this heavy assumption or this heavy a clouded judgment of what something is or isn't, you know. So, I just think like jumping, I, I think making like the biggest, one of the four, three biggest things that matter to you is do you both share the same religion? It's kind of weird because it never changed my feelings towards someone because they were religious and I wasn't. But weirdly enough, like, you know, mention in passing or afterhand, like, uh, I would have wanted you to convert. If we ever did, I would have wanted you to convert. And that's not really something I would have ever done, to be honest. Because I, I, I would, like, with the conversion, like, converting someone is weird. Converting a grown adult for something that doesn't change, actually, who you are as a person, it doesn't actually change your faith in yourself. Like I was. I'm going to be a good father. Whether you quote unquote put me through this. Deep underwater bathtub. And say. Rise up. I like the Falcons. Except maybe when they get this new head coach. They might rise up. <laughs> and then be selling those. 87 cent generic Viagras. Like I'd be seeing on these ESPN channels. At one in the morning when I'm at the gym. For some reason. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking commercials ever. It's weird they made like Viagra like this big, no pun, this big old thing. Um, (laughs) Make Viagra like this big marketing thing when it's like, it feels like there's like 18 other companies that make the same shit. I don't even, like no one even needs to go to get these products from an actual doctor. Save the embarrassment. There's like eight different ways you can get this simple shit. Is it actually really it? I don't know. Maybe it's a placebo, you know. But, um, oh God, I gotta pee a river. Pee me a river. Pee me a river. Oh, I do gotta pee. I gotta pee in your pants so Jesus can drench. Cause I'm in a pinch, don't need the stench I'm like the Grinch, greener than a flinch I need to hitch my wagon to your wheel So you can ride down, tell me how it feels When Jesus says, hey, how's it going? How's it stroking? It's barely poking in the sheets, and I'm not joking Alright <laughs> uh, 
I need to start doing that more in the show. That was actually the genesis part of the show was uh, these random freestyles I would do. But, you know, I don't write as much. I know that's not free, but, you know, I don't write as much in general. So, freestyles can kind of be like, you know, it's a thing you have to practice. Like, I used to be, but, like, it is a skill. It's like anything. If you don't do it, you know, you ain't going to do it. Um, <laughs> But, um, no, nah, but see, you know. Fate, you know, that that's the thing. I just don't understand, like, this heavy need to be the same fate as someone. It's weird. That, that, that to me, actually, if someone says, I need to be with someone who's my faith, it tells me a very close-minded individual. It tells me that you're very uncomfortable with anything that's not in your inner bubble. And these are the same people that talk about, living, traveling the world, seeing the world that God made us to see, and yet you only want to live it with someone who's in this sphere with you. And everything else is just a repellent bubble. You're not actually open to criticism or anything like that. You're just in this repellent bubble that you're protected. You know, I don't know. But you still can't tell me how the pyramid was made, right? Um... (laughs) That's weird. We we have all these things that God and apparently eighty percent of the ocean. I think it's like ninety, not even. It's like ninety-seven percent of the ocean has never been discovered. And I don't know if it was ninety-seven percent or eighty. That's a pretty big percentage difference. But they said there has been more of a percentage of space that has been discovered than there has been the ocean. Or maybe it just means they have covered more ground in space, technically, like in terms of feet, cubic feet, whatever fucking metric they want to use. Rubik's cube of a cube feet squared. Jibba jabba Jew. Uh, well, Jew was not meant to be in that way. I was just rhyming. I was just saying words with the J. Um, Big J journalism. Hey, welcome to Jimmy John's. Quick, fast, in a hurry. I mean, you just come to my room for that. Um... <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus, don't take me serious. Because I am like a Walker, Texas Ranger. Just because it's cool to be Chuck Norris. Alright. It's like that Post Malone song. We needed to kick it like Jackie Chan. Which is kind of weird. I forgot what I forgot the actual, but it's something about kicking like Jackie Chan seems a little stereotypical. But. Bazinga! Oh, you know I don't know. I guess the more of all that is, you know, have faith in yourself. Personal faith matters more than articulated, written, passed on down faith. So, um. I guess all I can say that is be happy, be healthy. Um, <laughs> and shout out, you know, I've been getting a lot more. I got to say, shout out to, I've been getting a lot of personal people that have been saying shout out to the podcast. Saying, hey, I fuck with what you do. I fuck with your shit. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate I appreciate all support, you know. Uh. It's always good, like, you know, you, you work hard or something, you put a lot of time into something over 
um, a little over two years now. You know, it's nice to kind of just be like, you know what, man? I see what you're doing. And those little things make it where it's like when you go through lows, I mean, you're like, you know, I'm not really in that podcasting spirit of mood, you know. And like little things like that, like, oh, you know what? Honestly, you got a little, you got a little bunny in the hop, you know? Uh, oh, oh. Welcome to Easter, baby. It was weird how Easter's a holiday of some sort, but yet it's all about the bunny. Blue bunny ice cream. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's Ice cream is hella expensive, by the way. It's insane. Like, you go from... You could buy a big tub of really good vanilla ice cream. Like, in a pail. For, like, six bucks. And you're getting, like... I don't know, like, fucking four pounds or whatever the fuck it is. And you go over, like, just a couple freezer doors away. And you got these assholes from Edie's or fucking these, not even these crazy gelato brands, the Halo Tops, that's fucking absurd. We just know that's just some bullshit. It will be like fucking, what's that one brand? Briars? It'll be like the Briars. Mayfield, I don't know, Mayfield's not too badly priced, but you know these pretty bigger brand stuff? It'll be like nine bucks. For just like a, what is it, like half a quart or half a gallon of ice cream. You know, just the standard, not like the smallest, but you know, the standard, like, you know, if you go down, most of the containers are going to be in this simple, you know, pound or half a quart, pint, whatever the fuck it is. And, you know, fuck, you know, fuck these like Ben and Jerry pints are like five bucks. Like, it's weird how like. These, like, the store brand ice cream, they always, you could buy two for five dollars or two for six, and it's a really good deal. And they have all these great flavors. And then these assholes want to charge $9.89 for some chocolate chip because it got some fucking brand on it just for it to be over frozen. And it's always hard to scoop your motherfucking ass out, you know. And by the time you do that, you've bent your spoons, you bent your mouth, pause, and now you got a brain freeze, all right. But you know what? Is that good bell, blue bell ice cream? Blue bell is better by country. Smile. $9.79 though, huh? For some rocky road. Well, you know what? I hope it was a rocky road for that transportation and profit margin. Because I hope some assholes are buying that shit. Because fuck you guys. Um, Ice cream's good. I'm just saying the prices. I get it. Business is business. And someone's willing to pay for it. That's why. And God forbid if they put the label slow churned. You might as well just add a couple bucks to it. You know. It is worth the pay. I ain't gonna lie. I love me some slow churned. Slow churning in a burning room. <laughs> but I mean it would melt. I guess if it's in a burning room. But you know. Um, <laughs> my milkshake brings other girls to the yard. Uh, these hips, weirdly, they're thicker than yours. Um, <laughs> it's weird when uh, I got here. Here's Clint on his ego trip. It's weird when your uh, hips are thicker than most of these girls out here, and some of them when that's all the diaper. Oh, you know, it's like all right, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like you know, 
you know, actually, I here, you know, here's a fuckboy one oh one moment here, right? So, I'll just say, I'll just say, in a work environment, as someone who I conversate with, pretty like we actually have some like real conversation. You know, you know, like you have that one guy you just talked, like you see each other, and sometimes like when you're both in the mood for talking, you'll just talk like, you know, just about bullshit but fun. Like, let me ask you something, man. What is the right? Like, do you like a girl with a thick ass? Do you like a girl with thick thighs? They say, like, what, what is your type of girl? It's like, honestly, I don't really have a preference about it being a specific ass, specific waist, specific top. You know, she's got to be beauty. She's got to be pretty in the face, obviously. I mean, you got the features, but if your eyes are the ones you want me to look at, you know, get a prettier face. Um, <laughs> no, but for me, it's not about if a girl has a giant ass or a very like medium to smaller size. To me, and we both agreed because right when I was saying, he just started smiling. Like, yeah, that's, he's like, that's what people don't realize. It is about the proportion, right? I sound like I'm giving like some Jordan period. It's about the proportion the Clean your room, you Machiavellian. Um, <laughs> that didn't sound like him at all. But um, it's about the proportion, right? I don't want, like, don't be having, like, thick hips, thick thighs, and then you got, like, skinny lower legs where it looks like one leg when you walk. And don't have, the worst is being top-heavy with no legs. Like, that's just weird. You just kind of look like a mannequin. I know it sounds like the critique and body part. That's not. It's just about like what people always because people always just think we just like singular items. No, we like the proportion. A girl, a woman, could be one hundred thirty pounds and just be regularly proportioned. You know, whatever, and it's more than beautiful. A woman could be two hundred and I don't know thirty pounds, but if it's rightly proportioned, you know. Then, hey, it's all good. It's about when you start getting weird, uneven stuff. I know, here's body dysmorphia kicking in. And look, I mean, honestly, it's really the same for, like, when a girl sees a guy with no legs, but he's wearing tight-ass shirts to make his shoulders pop and shit like that, like, oh, this guy's a little top-heavy. And they're going to make fun of, oh, walk around like this, you know, skipping leg day. It's about the guy... That just like, he's, I guess say not too big, not like a bodybuilder, but he's fit, has very like strength, like, you know, guy who has a good posture, a good walk, nice legs, good features and stuff. Like it's a proportion thing. It's like, stop worrying about the weight. Stop worrying about specific parts being excessively big. Just all around, get your shit together. All right. Um, Yeah. But that's what we look and it's like, yeah. He's like, that's the, like, we both, because we'll talk like what we, what guys really care for. You know, what we're really attracted to, not what girls actually think we, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I would say for most guys, it's about the overall proportions of the shape of your body attached to it. You know, along with your personality and attitude and positive aura, but just make sure your tits and your ass and your hips and your legs. 
make sure your whole legs are proportioned together. You know, that's all. You know, that's all. All right, I'm going to end it there. I feel like I was going down a very deep row. Yeah, keep the faith to yourself. Uh, that was episode 255 the Off Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties while drinking some magic mind from Shuddy. I don't mind if you drink magic mind instead of sipping Don Julio on my home. Oh, trust me. I'm about to make that money, money, money. And then guess what? Then if they don't want to give me money, I'll just shit on them. So it really don't matter. But yeah. All right, guys. Have a great day, night. Yeah. Still loving it. Bye, 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 bye. I gotta pee. Me, me.